You're listening to Think Ideal, an audiocast series created for all productive people. Now, here's your host, Stephen Robert Young. And we're back. Welcome. In the previous episode, I introduced Ideal, the potential game changer, even life changer, for productive people everywhere. If you're interested in and ready to take action toward your goals or self-development, you'll want to learn more about IDEAL. However, regardless of your being a goal-oriented person or dedicated to self-improvement, you should understand IDEAL because we all express these five characteristics. So today, I'd like to return to the topic and dive deeper into what makes IDEAL important for all of us. IDEAL. IDEAL is, essentially... A process, a cyclical process, based on five characteristics that people, that means all of us, regularly express. When aligned, these characteristics create the most natural process by which we improve, achieve, and become what we intend for ourselves, our businesses, and our relationships. Put differently, it is impossible to develop yourself and reach your goals without the characteristics of ideal at work in your life. So the question is, how do you express ideal in your life or business in order to reach your personal and professional potential or whatever is important to you? Let's take a look at each aspect. Intend. The first aspect of ideal is intend, which is a choice to put action toward an aim. To intend is the initial step of a process that we may or may not recognize. That is, We do not have to understand a process in order to be engaged in one. You know what you want, but you may not know how best to achieve what you want, right? Of course. However, we act with intention, but often without knowledge of how intention must work as part of a process that yields success, that makes success possible. Our intention is just the starting point for what we want to improve, achieve, or become. The fact that we intend makes us responsible for our subsequent choices and actions. What we intend places us in a position of having to own our interests or aspirations, feelings, and ideas. And from those points, we make our decisions, decide our responses, right? We intend. Some of the benefits of ideal that ideal gives us at this point include learning to accept responsibility for ourselves, learning to think before we act, learning that knowledge and skills matter, they are important, learning the importance of trust, open-mindedness, and information. We all have intention, although we don't usually pause to recognize the purpose or meaning for every interest on which we act. Our responses to many of our daily encounters and opportunities are reflexive. They involve little to no consideration. If we were to be aware of all of our intentions, we may realize how frequently they change, even contradict. It's no wonder why long-term goals can be difficult to attain. They can require sustained mindfulness, motivation, and ameliorating conflicting interests. As we become more aware of and accept responsibility for what we intend, we gain clearer perspective of ourselves in various situations. 
we have greater discernment for our use of time and awareness of distractions and interruptions that sidetrack us from our aims. Try to be aware of how reflexively you live. Reflexive responses express our habits, biases, whims, and moods, etc. Note your assessments of others and situations and how much they involve assumptions. On the flip side of our living reflexively is our ability for considered responses. This is where our intelligence and thought processes factor in to create a broader perspective that informs us. You may be surprised, or not, to realize that our reflexive and considered decisions often differ. Set an ambitious goal and plan a course for your success. Immediately, you'll notice how you begin to think differently. The task cannot be completed reflexively. Your awareness of time, circumstances, resources, and opportunities improves. You become more discriminate as your intent focuses. This exercise could teach you a lot about yourself and provide insight that includes how you may be the greatest obstacle between where you are and where you say you want to be in your life or in your business. In the second position of ideal is direct, which accounts for our thought processes and subsequent decisions. Direct is the rationale for our course toward a goal, how we negotiate a situation, and will respond to encounters, opportunities, and ideas. Direct is how we plan to pursue and achieve something that we intend. The fact that people reason and choose how to express themselves accounts for our ability to improve, achieve, and become what we will. The freedom to direct ourselves through options for a course, weigh pros and cons, and advance toward our interests reflects our beliefs, values, level of knowledge, resourcefulness, ability to reason, and much more about us. At this point of ideal, awareness is beneficial to us through remembrance that we live deliberately. We have limitations. We have expectations from our actions. We attribute value and risk to our opportunities. We choose how to invest our time with people in activities to develop ourselves, etc. Note, we all make decisions for a course in life. We choose our aims to attain, avoid, create as we want. Although we don't typically do so formally, our interest to focus, attend our aims is proportionate to our interest in our aims. So, our interest to plan for a goal is a reflection of our interest in the success of our goal. Surprisingly, one of the top causes of failed goals is lack of interest in success, the lack of planning. Given research statistics, most people who set goals jump right into action without much thought about how they'll ensure their success. And, not surprisingly, the rate of failed goals is high. All goals involve risk and some degree of challenge. Success of a goal is not guaranteed by having a goal. Yet, few plan. Why? A question to ponder another time. Here, the simple point is that we traverse life with some level of regard for our courses. That is, goal-oriented or not, you choose your course. As an exercise, consider a decision you made to pursue something important to you. Did you consider alternative approaches to your aim before you started? 
Did you consider how to support your success and prepare accordingly? Were you on guard against opposition, even opposition from yourself, the ways in which you could become the biggest obstacle to your success? Did you assess your progress, revise accordingly, and learn throughout your endeavor to succeed? Engage. The engage aspect of IDEAL recognizes our actions as a reflection of our intention and decisions about how to realize those intentions. Here, IDEAL drives transformation, achieves progress toward an interest to improve, achieve, or become something. IDEAL is cyclical not because we learn, but because we take action on what we learn. And in order to learn, action is required. Whatever it is that we intend, and however we decide to pursue an aim, apart from action, a conscious effort to apply effort, engage circumstances and potential, nothing is gained. The fact that we're not idle leaves us to account for the meaning of our actions. We reason from places of anticipation, expectation, assumptions, and hope. We act from forethought, such as relative to a plan or strategy with some degree of honesty, prolepsis, imagination, which stems from our beliefs about the consequences, possibilities, and benefits from taking action or not taking action. With regard to engage, the benefits and importance of ideal are clear. We, throughout our actions, can and do impact the circumstances of our lives. All of our actions are meaningful regardless of our acceptance of that fact. Your actions can be evaluated from innumerable perspectives and innumerable contexts. What we understand about our actions is a fraction of what there is to understand about the potential of our actions. Action, obviously, is the only way by which we can be productive. It is primarily by way of action that we learn any possibility for change to improve, achieve, or become depends on action. Note, you may have focused intent and have thought through a course for your ambitions, but do your actions support what you say you want? This is important to consider. Is there a contradiction between your planning and your actions, how you spend your time? The question is valid. Do your actions reflect what you say you want or what you say is important? You may not ponder how you live your life or care enough to work to improve, achieve, or become something more. Few of us are perpetually motivated to fare forward beyond the point of having achieved a degree of comfort. Consider your thoughts. What do they allow you to do, imagine? We all engage life, even if it's just in our minds. The question of engage is, should your actions be in service to something else, something more, or something different? Assess. Every day, we adjust ourselves in accordance with our perceptions of others, situations, even our sense of self, what is possible, and how to make use of opportunities. Whether reflexively or considered thought, We evaluate, draw conclusions, assume meanings about who's who and what's what in a variety of scenarios that we encounter. We make snap judgments and react for our interests, our aims, don't we? 
The fact that we assess does not say anything about the quality of our assessments. We assess from a natural function of being human. In order to improve our assessments, we must become more self-aware, for starters. Recognize your thought process, the fact of your judgments, interpretations, etc. To assess deliberately, with greater knowledge of yourself, your biases, feelings, beliefs, interests, etc., may be the most important step you can take in making more accurate assessments. Now, the benefits of assess in ideal. One, they tell us where we stand relative to something else, right? Such as a goal, reveals our weaknesses, verifies our strengths, gives merit to our plans and actions, and allows for a wealth of possibility from which we can learn. Note, like it or not, every day we assess ourselves, situations, others. Our assessments allow us to negotiate traffic on the way to work, detect threats, and allow us to adjust ourselves through all that we negotiate in our lives. Generally, we assess in order to optimize chances for the success of our intentions, to ensure smooth travel along the courses we've chosen, and confirm the validity of our decisions and actions. We trust our judgments, yet many of the conclusions from our assessments are inaccurate. We generally view the world subjectively. We lack objectivity and self-awareness, yet we take confidence in our impressions and reasonings. Since being correct about our judgments is important to us, and there is often no way for us to know if our assessments are accurate or fair, we are left to be content in thinking that our perceptions are just. The notion that we lack objectivity and self-awareness may seem absurd to us, unless we're developed sufficiently to appreciate this likely possibility. When it comes to the merit of actions toward a goal, we should define standards and create a structure by which to assess accurately and be able to draw conclusions that are useful to our efforts to know, not be left with some imagined knowledge. Learn is the fifth and final aspect of IDEAL. Learn makes IDEAL a cyclical process, the means for our continued development ability to further build on our successes, and learn throughout life. Learn resists complacency, assumptions, and ignorance. This step promotes our continued development of knowledge and greater resourcefulness. The fact that we learn, whether proactively or incidentally, establishes ideal as a complete process and model by which to plan and pursue our interests to improve, achieve, or become whatever we will. There is no disagreement. Our ability to learn is invaluable to our capability to progress, whatever course we choose for that purpose. If we apply IDEAL deliberately as a process, we will learn, which can improve productivity, increase self-awareness, improve how we assess, plan, and prepare for the success of a goal, perhaps change what we intend, and impact our motivation to achieve our aims. There are countless benefits to the deliberate application of IDEAL, and myriad possibilities for how IDEAL may be applied to our personal development, businesses, relationships, 
teams or organizations. The better you understand and apply IDEAL as a process, model, or lifestyle, the greater the benefits, which certainly include everything essential for our personal and professional development. Right now, you have intention. You have or will make decisions about how you'll pursue what you intend and engage some course toward your aim, either with or without a plan. You'll assess. You'll assess your progress and obstacles. Adjust your course and actions as you think necessary, all of which will provide opportunities to learn. And you will do all of this intend, direct, engage, assess, and learn naturally. The question is, how will you put these aspects together to form the most natural process for your development and the success of your goals? Right now, IDEAL works in your life to some extent. If you don't improve how its aspects work together, you will have chosen to give up its benefits to you as a process. This is a significant loss. We learn effortlessly. A simple incidental observation or seemingly spontaneous epiphany can yield something learned. The value of such learning is as potentially valuable as our deliberate attempt to learn something, though neither may guarantee anything, even the correctness or accuracy of the knowledge that you acquired. So, we have two issues at this point. The fact that we learn by mere experience, quite effortlessly, and that we may not be correct in our interpretations of knowledge acquired. Life is somewhat like a puzzle, and the potential for the proper connection of pieces involves a discovery process, a trial and error of applied knowledge from what we've learned. This is the case, our situation throughout life. Sometimes, though, being correct isn't what matters. Sometimes, what matters is having made an effort, to apply knowledge in good faith. When success is important, our best effort toward an aim requires awareness of each aspect of ideal. While being the most natural process for our development and success, the ultimate value of the process comes down to how you apply ideal. The more you understand about the aspects of ideal and their function as a process, the greater your potential to succeed with what you wish to improve, achieve, or become. I encourage you to consider how you currently express ideal in your life or business and choose to apply ideal more deliberately as a process because ideal applies to you. If you would like to learn more about ideal and how you can make your best effort to achieve a goal, personal or for your business, visit applyideal.com. That's applyideal.com, where you can learn about a course that I offer. And if you'd like a discount code for the course, simply contact me through my website, stephenrobertyoung.com, to request one. If you'd like a transcript of this episode and access to other support resources for your goal, become a member of my Patreon page. Learn more at patreon.com forward slash stephenrobertyoung. You can also contact me through my website if you have any questions, requests, or comments. I wish you all the best for greater success with what's important to you. If you enjoyed this episode, share it and consider subscribing. Your support of Think Ideal is always appreciated.